Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, and each week I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help encourage and inspire you wherever you're at on your journey. Before we start today's episode, I've got a quick question for you. Would you like to know how to make your home beautiful using what you've already got? Well, I've created a free ebook, Seven Days Your Guide to Styling Success, and all you have to do to grab a free copy is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash the styling masterclass. Just fill out the form and you'll get it delivered direct to your inbox. I'll share how you can style your home in seven easy steps. There's one activity for every day of the week. Just go to nataliewalton.com forward slash the styling masterclass to download your free ebook. Hello everyone, I hope you're all well. 
I thought today it might be interesting to talk about the topic of what is it that makes a house a home or wherever you live. You might live in an apartment. It doesn't really matter. We'll just use the word house for this example. But what is it that takes those particular places and makes it feel like somewhere that you feel warm and welcome, that's inspiring and beautiful? What are those ingredients and how do you get that in your own home? This was basically the question that I posed at the start of creating my book, This Is Home. And it's coming to three years since it was first published. So I thought it might be interesting to go through some of the research and the framework for what I created for the book and some of the questions or ideas that you might ask yourself about your own place. It is a book that continues to be a bestseller, which I am just so amazed and proud and in the best sense, not not kind of ugly pride, but I really did pour my heart and soul into this book. And I really did spend so much, an insane amount of time researching so many different topics in relation to psychology and philosophy, the history of the home. There were so many different elements because I really wanted to understand deep down, like what is it that makes a place a home? And I came up with 10 core principles. I'm going to list them just now and then go through some of the key concepts behind each of these for you to think about in relation to your own home and wherever you're at on your journey. Because some of the people who feature in the book, they were renting. Some people had renovated, but not all of them. So some of them might have bought their own home, but we're really trying to make their home the best that it could be today. And I do believe that you can make your home beautiful using what you've got. So the 10 principles are as follow. Number one, develop a sense of style. Number two, focus on story. Number three, manage priorities. Number four, elevate function. Number five, create true beauty. Number six, appeal to the senses. Number seven, connect to surrounding spaces. Number eight, stay focused. Number nine, be adaptable. And number 10, nurture yourself. I'm just going to read a little excerpt from the start of the book. And it's one that I feel sums up so much of what the book is about and why our homes are important. This is what I wrote. A home is one of our most important creations. Within its frame, we create lifelong memories and manage our lives. It is where we wake and set the tone for the rest of our day, as well as nourish our bodies. At the day's end, we decompress, shed the layers of social complexities, and maybe even lick our wounds. Within its rooms, we restore our bodies, on the sofa, in the bath, in bed. Our home is much more than a shelter from the elements. It is a space that needs to function on many levels, but it's also our most intimate space to feel safe, secure, protected, nurtured, loved. It is a place where we can be ourselves. It is no wonder that we invest a lot of time, money and emotion into creating our home, not only in finding the right place, but trying to make it meet our needs. However, somewhere along that journey from dreaming to making, we can become stuck or sidetracked. Options can seem endless, decisions can weigh heavily, and we can become unsure of which direction to take. But when we focus on our values, 
decision-making becomes easy. The weight of choosing is lifted when we embrace our story. And we, when we listen to our inner voice, we find our way. So as you can see, to me, a home is such an important place. It's not just this space that is a purely functional space. It really is where we can be our truest self. It's where we can decompress. It's where we can express ourselves. And as I said, I think this is something that you can do no matter where you live, no matter what your bank balance is, no matter what type of job you have. And I think that the home really is such an important part of our lives. And we, if we can allow it to be, you know, sometimes we can get so caught up in other things that we don't make it a priority, but really we spend so much time in our homes and it really informs how we feel about ourselves. I always think that if the way that we dress in many ways is an outward expression of how we want others to see ourselves, I really believe that our homes are how we see ourselves and what a priority we place on ourselves in our own lives. And um, that's something that I didn't necessarily say specifically in the book, but it's something that I believe wholeheartedly. So that takes us, I guess, in many ways to the first principle of the book, which is to develop a sense of style. Part of the book was formed and this query that I had about what makes a home came because I spent many years styling other people's homes for interior magazines. And I would step into different homes. And again, as I mentioned, some of them were rentals, some of them where they hadn't been renovated, but there were some homes that you step into and they just feel like such a personal expression of the person who lives there. They're really being authentic to themselves. They're not just following trends or they haven't got an interior decorator or designer to come in and create the look for them. They're creating from within and you can really tell when a home has been created authentically and that is something that I really encourage you to do and that's what one of the things I really encourage people to do through the book is this idea of really creating from what you value and what's most important in your life and I really believe that when you do that you create a home that is authentic and ultimately it nurtures you. And that it's really important to stay in that integrity of who you are and trust what you like and what's been part of your journey and your individual story. And when you do all of that, your home will have a sense of style because it will be an outward expression of who you are and how you see yourself. The second principle that I talk about in the book is to focus on story. And I say something along the lines of your home feels genuine when you focus on what's most important to you and your story. So as I said, I really do believe that our homes are very much a personal expression of how we see ourselves and that your home is a way that you can embrace your creativity. So often I hear of people, and again, I did lots of research on this, about why is creativity in our lives? Like, is it important or is it just this thing that some people have and other people don't have? Can anybody be creative? And I looked at studies and research about creativity and how important it was in our lives. And I truly believe that we are all born creative. 
I've got four children and they're all creative in their own ways. I don't think that, you know, the word creativity often we tend to think of somebody who is artistic, but I think that you can be creative in lots of different types of ways. My son, my eldest son, he is perhaps not as creative as, say, my old eldest daughter in the conventional sense, but he's so incredibly creative in terms of what he can make. He can make things better than what I can. He knows how to use power tools better than I can. And he makes ramps for his bikes and he makes things for his bedroom and stools and all sorts of things. And to me, that's a form of creativity. I think there's many different forms of creativity. And um, so I think that, you know, when you focus on your skills, your story, your creativity, what you're passionate about, and you showcase that in your home, it really, your home becomes very much, again, this personal expression of who you are and what's most important to you. And there are other things that I talk about in the book as well about, and this is something I talk about as well in my my courses about styling and also my design courses, is that, you know, we've all been on a different journey. We've all lived in different homes and all of those inform who we are and what we value in our homes. And to really tap into that, when you just go and search for images on Pinterest and all you're doing is going for a look rather than thinking about what you actually personally connect with, then you're never going to create a home that's authentic and really feels that warm and welcoming space because you're just going to be creating a carbon copy of something else and it's not necessarily going to work in your home. So really focusing on your story and what's most important to you is a big part of creating a, a space that feels like a home. And in my course, The Styling Masterclass, we talk a lot about visual storytelling and how you can arrange the objects in your home to really create a story. You know, these it's like a sort of two-edged um, sword, but that's probably the right, not the right analogy. But in the sense that, you know, on the one hand, you can use these pieces that have been part of your story and been part of your journey, but then you can create them within a broader story with the way that you mix and match them and arrange them within your home. The third principle is about managing priorities. And in the book, I say, we can spend endless hours online, but struggle to dedicate enough time to making the most of our life in the real world. And again, I really believe that it's so easy for us to get swept up in how other people are living their lives and creating their homes. But it's really important to focus on what's most important to you when creating your own home. And when you do that, you will be nurturing yourself, you will be creating authentically, and you will ultimately create a place that is more beautiful, more original, and more authentic. So really focus on how you manage your time and money in terms of what's most important to you. And I really believe that there is a, you know, for every problem, there's a creative solution. So it's not about money. I know it can sometimes feel like it is when you look at these beautiful homes that have had a lot of money thrown at them. But I do believe that you can create a beautiful home using what you've got and being resourceful and really focusing on, you know, what's most important to you. And that will, again, create a home that's very genuine and authentic. The fourth principle is about elevating function. You cannot design a home with a one-size-fits-all approach. Again, 
I mean, I think that there's a lot of good things that can come out of Pinterest, but I've seen and stepped inside many homes where I've just seen that they've kind of taken this thing from Pinterest and that thing from Pinterest and another thing from Pinterest and they've kind of tried to stitch it all together. And here, here's my home. And it, you can really sort of tell that it, it's for other people rather than for creating for yourself. So you really need to personalize your space to meet your needs and how you live as a family. And also, I think it's important to really consider your daily rituals. And, you know, what do you do in terms of when you wake up? Like, do you like to do yoga? Do you have someone somewhere that you can do yoga, somewhere to store your yoga mat? Do you like to go and have a, a morning coffee? What about if you go for a morning walk? Where are you going to store your shoes? Are you going to keep them in a basket outside or inside? You know, like what? really think about how you live and your daily rituals within your home and integrate that into your design. Also really be realistic about how you live as well. It's very easy to sort of think, you know, you want to kind of replicate a look for a particular place, but you've got to think, well, you need to adapt that look to having four children or however many children you have or however many pets you have or wherever you're at in your life. I mean, maybe you don't have children and you're an empty nester. We're all at different stages in our life and you've got to be really realistic about how you live from the, the smallest details. And this is, again, something that comes up in my course, the Design and Decoration Masterclass, is really getting in tune with how you live and what's, you know, for instance, my husband has got this thing, it's getting better, much better, but leaving cupboard doors open. You know, you might want to consider that into your design. Do you want to have a, a drawer instead that's self-closing? Whatever it is, but really think about how you live within your own space. The fifth principle is to create true beauty. Again, I did a lot of research on this because I thought, to me, it's important that a home is beautiful, but I thought, why? Like, why do we need spaces to be beautiful? Why do we want to have beauty in our life? Is it just this superficial pursuit? And I was really worried about it, thinking, you know, maybe it's just purely like some kind of narcissistic element within our sort of our cognition or whatever it is about our personal brain development. And so I went on this big sort of research hunt about why is beauty important and is it important? And basically the resulting that I found from it was, and what I got from it myself, is that beauty makes us feel good. And beauty is in nature. I mean, if you look at nature, so often we can see things and we know that they are inherently beautiful. It's not necessarily just creating something for a superficial sense, although of course with some animals they make themselves more colourful or beautiful in some way to attract a mate. And I think, you know, there is a little bit of that that goes on within human lives. But also beauty is really about creating balance and harmony within something. And obviously when you translate that into your home, it's really about creating balance and harmony within your home. And so again, I sometimes get people who say, you know, I'm into sort of more of a colorful look than what you are. Would your course still be relevant to me? Or I'm into a more of a maximalist look. Would it still be relevant? And I say yes, because there are certain principles of design that transcend any kind of look for want of a better word whether it's you know you're into color or maximalism or you prefer a more simple aesthetic there are certain design principles and they apply to every single space in every single home 
And there is a principle called the golden ratio, which I go into quite detail in my courses. And but basically it is what is found in nature and it's how you can replicate this sense of balance and harmony in your home. And when you do, that's when you create true beauty. The sixth principle is to appeal to the senses. Now, again, I really thought about this a lot and because basically we are sensory beings. One of the things that I wrote in my book is that more than half of our body dedicates itself to deciphering sensory informations. Our bodies are made of organs that respond to stimuli. And so obviously when you're creating a home, you really want to engage all of these senses. Otherwise, it's really a missed opportunity. So really think about sight, not just sight, obviously, obviously we more often than not focus on sight, but think about it in the whole sense and all the elements in your home, but also the other senses as well. Sounds, touch, feel, smell, you know, think about all of these senses that we have and how you can appeal to them within your home. I also talk about having good sense as well in terms of creating a home that is thoughtful towards um, being a custodian of the earth and, you know, choosing smart, sustainable choices within your own home. And I think that that, you know, makes good sense. And often what is sustainable is actually best for your bank balance too, because you're choosing timeless pieces that you're not going to have to replace. And, you know, going for cheap is often a false economy. So I do think it's good sense to, um, to choose more sustainable options within your own home. And there's another sense, which I don't know if I necessarily touch on specifically in the book, but it's something that I've thought about more and more. And it's certainly something that I talk about in my courses. And it's about your gut. And I mean, we've learned so much more in recent years about the importance of our gut and how our gut is actually like this organ that is telling us information. And it's, it, it's a very powerful organ within our body. And so this idea of your gut instincts, how powerful it is to listen to them. So really listen to the gut instincts that you have about your home, especially when making decisions. The seventh principle is about connecting to your surrounding spaces, because where we dwell is one part of where we live. We really do live as part of a community. And I always think about your home in terms of you want to design it and create it and think about it in terms of how it connects to its surrounds. And one thing that I think a lot about as well is that kind of journey to and from home and how much that informs your experience of getting into your home. So at the moment we're on a property. So a big part of for me coming home is driving through the green hinterland hills of Byron Bay to get to our property. And that's it really informs my experience of coming home and what I want it to look like and what I want it to feel like. Whereas when I was living in the city, it was very much about driving through traffic, but then also sometimes walking through the back streets with all the terraces and the homes and how your terrace or, you know, your sort of small narrow home relates to all the other ones that are on your block of the street. And I always think that that is so interesting. And I love when you get streets where they're all in harmony with each within each other. So, you know, you can go down streets in Notting Hill, 
Notting Hill. Yes, Notting Hill in London. Gosh, I just had a brain freeze then. And how they've all been painted those beautiful pastel shades. You know, they're all, all in harmony with each other. Or you go to Greece and they're all painted white. Or you go to other areas and they're painted a similar color or very tonal with each other. And I love that when you go to certain areas and you can see that there's like a collective community pride. So I do think it's important to create your home considering your surrounding spaces. Number eight is to stay focused. And this is about staying focused on your values and what's most important to you. It is so easy to get swayed by how other people are living their lives, but really focus on what's most important to you. And I do think that it's, you know, you need to focus on what suits your life and your budget. And if you want to wait and find the right pieces for your home rather than buying everything at once, you know, that's completely fine. You don't have to kind of go out and rush and, and get every single item that's on your wish list all at once. You can also create your home in stages. And this is something that I talk a lot about in the design and decoration masterclass is that when you've got a master plan for your home, you can then execute it in different stages. But because you've been thinking about it all in one go, you're really in that zone of creativity and it really makes and helps your home flow and function better when you've created it at once in your brain but then you can execute it in different stages. And it does then allow you to, if you see something that's on sale or secondhand or whatever the situation might be, you know, yes, that's going to work in because you know exactly what you want your space to look like. Number nine is a sort of a flip side of that to a degree, which is to be adaptable. It's important to create a home that can adapt alongside you and your family because, of course, our needs and lifestyles change. Children grow up and we all change and evolve and so can your home. So it's uh, that's why I think it's good to get the foundations right. And when you've got those right, you can really adapt them over time and you can edit them and add and sort of remove pieces as your needs change. But it is important to have a really strong foundation and that will make your home more adaptable. And finally, number 10 is to nurture yourself. So really learn how to enjoy your home. I feel that there's so much time and attention spent on creating homes, but really we need to learn to enjoy them as well. And so many people, I hear of them not entertaining or not people having people over because they feel that their home is not nice enough. Well, there are some simple things that you can do to make your home the best that it can be today. And if you do that, then you can live your life. You can have people over, friends over for lunch or coffee or have people over for dinner and, you know, really enjoy your space and make the most of what you've got today. But also, you know, allow yourself to create a, create a space where you can rest and relax in your home and you can, you know, also restore your body and make those important connections with other people. So there are some of the ways that you can nurture yourself in your own home. Well, I hope that these 10 principles of creating a home can really help you create a place that you love or inspire you or remind you in whatever way it might be. And as I said, um, I'm really just so honored that so many of you have taken my book, This Is Home, into your homes and your lives. And I really appreciate all the beautiful feedback for it. So thank you so much um, for joining me on this journey to creating a home that 
is both beautiful and authentic and nurturing for you. And until next week, I will hope you have a great week as well. All right, take care. All of the links and info you need to access for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalung Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.